You're listening to the Bankwest Economic Insights Podcast. Welcome to the Bankwest Economic Insights Podcast. I'm Rob Corey, and this week I'm joined by Bankwest Chief Economist Alan Langford. Alan, you've uh, recently returned from uh, your annual trip to Wagen to the uh, the Willerama, and you had an opportunity to to gauge the the mood in Wagen and the surrounds. What is the mood? What is the temperature amongst uh, the wool producers? Well, it's very nice to be able to go to a place like Wage and, and showing them a very strong wool price at the moment and expectations from ABARES is that it's going to continue for the next few years, very much based on exports to China particularly. And uh, the Western market indicator is in fact above the Eastern market indicator at the moment, which is unusual. It, it has happened in time from time to time. But it's really good and it's very much in the fine wool area like coarse wool. There's plenty of capacity for that up in China itself. But the fine wool market, uh, which is not dissimilar to what's happening in the iron ore market, there's this discount for for low-grade ore. uh, But similarly, there's a significant premium for fine wool. So certainly anyone that can uh, increase their wool production are doing so to, to some extent. Uh, more generally, of course, there's lots of grain growers down that way as well. And I was the week before I was out in Meriden as well. Uh, too early to tell when the if and when the season might break. So they're all anxiously waiting on those uh, first clouds coming in. Hopefully, sometime in April. Uh, but there's a fair bit of buoyancy out the market, and that comes with sort of three or four pretty good seasons in a row. It was patchy last year of course but particularly in the north but generally we've had pretty good seasons and and you saw that at wage and you know one of the big machinery uh, uh, companies talked to down there they just had their best year in many years uh, just last last year in terms of farmers spending on machinery because of buoyancy buoyant outlook for the market okay so the, the some of the, the major wool exporters are taking the opportunity to invest and upgrade processes and systems yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and, and wheat as well, even though the, the price for wheat isn't isn't uh, anything special at the moment. Uh, but uh, and, and particularly, of course, the Australian dollar is still very competitive and it's we're fairly confident that the risk of it going back through 80 cents and to the five and a half Chinese yuan has, has probably passed now. Uh, you never say never with the exchange rates, but uh, certainly it's a lot more competitive than it was back in 2011, 2012, when it was above parity for more than two years with the US dollar. You know, from a, a selfish point of view in WA as Australia's leading export state, we are always going to do better with a competitive currency than when it's uh, very expensive. And moving on to uh, the resources sector then, the, 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 uh, the favourable exchange rate um, bodes well for iron ore and also uh, LNG and petroleum. Well, it does. It, again, makes us more competitive and, and the, the receipts we're getting once we convert that foreign currency into Australian dollars, we get more of them than, than we're used to. Uh, iron ore, as, as I mentioned earlier, there's a, a significant discount on lower grade iron ore. And for instance, that's uh, looks like that's hitting the Kulinobing iron ore production, which is shipped out through Esperance. So it's not all one-way traffic in terms of the rebound in the WA economy. Uh, and 
but the high grade iron ore of course is still doing quite well though the price is, is quite good not sure that that will necessarily last but clearly while that's happening is the iron ore producers are taking advantage of that so there's another there's another 60 million tons coming from wa this year and about, about another 20 million tons from brazil so uh, that's a lot even for china to absorb so we'll see how that goes but um, it's clearly, it's, it's Australia's biggest export and almost all of it comes from WA. So production is obviously uh, proceeding at a steady tick. What about uh, exploration and potentially um, new projects? Yes, well, exploration is rebounding, not in petroleum, but in uh, exploration, other mineral exploration other than petroleum in WA, it's rebounding quite nicely. About half of that is gold, because the gold price is still very strong, particularly in Australian dollars. And somewhere in there, we don't quite know where, but in the other section is uh, lithium, the, the element of the decade, if you like. I mean, lithium's really, really important. We already have the biggest lithium mine in the world in WA. Uh, it's Output is in the process of being doubled in support of a couple of um, processing plants in Quinana and lots of exploration as well. And of course, iron ore is a very mature market. Most of the exploration for that's already been done, but we're now in that production phase as highlighted by a 60 million ton increase in exports from WA this year and another 20 million from Brazil. But that's a lot of iron ore for even for China to absorb. So you wouldn't really expect much exploration for iron ore going on, but as I say, gold and lithium, and to some extent nickel, which is a little bit of a, a spin-off from lithium as well, because cobalt, which is part of the lithium-iron trilogy, uh, is generally mined in Australia as a byproduct of nickel. So even that's getting a bit of a tick on after several years of very subdued activity. But Alan, can the likes of gold and lithium and nickel um, help give that essential boost to wage growth and indeed the labour market that, so that we used to get from iron ore back in the in the construction days. Yes, iron ore and the big LNG projects of course drove very strong wages growth and that's since they have completed wages growth has come down but it's in all states as well not just WA. Wages growth generally is very subdued because while there's good employment growth a lot of it is in, is in part time there's still fair bit of underemployment. Now the underemployment rate in WA is coming down but it's still higher than nationally and it's still not that much below its historical high. So the, the labour market is still, still not quite there yet but it is improving in time it will but a lot more slowly than we saw last, last time because as you say that the big two are not the drivers but a little bit of diversity of, of the base of the economy isn't such a bad thing necessarily. So slow and steady wins the race. Uh, yep. Are you going to call uh, green shoots? Where are we on the green shoots argument? Oh yes, there's there's uh, plenty of green shoots there. They're perhaps not as green or as vigorous as as uh, some commentators are suggesting, but they're certainly there. And as I say, particularly with, with perhaps a, a better spread of of green shoots, not just relying on a couple of crops, if you like, uh, that's probably always well for the WA economy, particularly if the exchange rate stays competitive, which is our base case expectation. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Alan. Uh, that's all we've got time for today, but please join us next time when Alan and I will uh, chew through the, uh, the challenges and opportunities ahead for the uh, federal and state governments as they uh, look at uh, their options for the, the forthcoming budgets. Thank you for listening to the Bank West Economic Insights Podcast.